thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Happy Monday. It is April 25th, 2022. And I am so happy to have you all here for 1% or less with him. I am Jason, the co-host with God and Jesus Christ. As the host, they are the ones in the captain's seat. They are behind the wheel of this ship, navigating us through these, well, these ever so rocky waters of life. Um, But again, never fear because they know where we are going. They are the ones that will steer us to calm seas. Today, we're going to be reading out of Psalm 51, 1 through 9. And then we'll get into the devotional. And it reads, For the leader, a Psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone to Bathsheba, Have mercy on me, God, in accord with your merciful love. In your abundant compassion, blot out my transgressions. Thoroughly wash away my guilt. And from my sin, cleanse me. For I know my transgressions. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have sinned. I sinned. I have I sinned. Excuse me. Against you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your eyes, so that you are just in your word and without reproach in your judgment. Behold, I was born in guilt. In sin, my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire true sincerity. And secretly, you teach me wisdom. Cleanse me with hyssop that I may be pure. Wash me and I will be witter whiter gosh almighty excuse me wash me and i will be whiter than snow you will let me hear gladness and joy the bones you have crushed will rejoice and that is actually psalm 51 1 through 10 actually i know i wrote 1 through 9 but it's actually psalm 1 through 10 And so tonight's devotional, the highlighted verse in the devotional is Psalm 51, 1 through 2. And it says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And again, that's Psalm 51, 1 through 2. Now, the author writes here, Thank God for this intimate record of David's penitent prayer. After Nathan pointed out his son with Bathsheba, he had violated every one of the Ten Commandments without any concern. Sin dulled his conscience until the faithful servant of God loved him enough to rebuke him. An open rebuke is better than secret love. Sinners do what David did and hide their sin. But we are called to be loving 
and bold like Nathan. Here is our commission. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering in teaching. You can find that in 2 Timothy 4.2. In God willing, the fruit will be that sinners will see their sin is against a holy God. Once they have that understanding, they will repent, trust alone in Jesus, and find everlasting life in Him. And the prayer at the end of that page says, Father, give me a love for sinners that will ignore my own fears. I'm concerned for their eternal welfare. So as I read this, I'm just rereading kind of part of what the author was saying. Where it says, in God willing, the fruit will be that sinners will see their sin is against a holy God. And once they have the, that understanding, they will repent and trust alone in Jesus and find everlasting life in him. And that's exactly it. It's one thing that I always talk about here is that when you turn solely to Christ and you trust in him solely, completely giving all surrender to him, as I've always said you trust alone in Christ, you will find that everlasting life in him. The old self, which was the dead self, will become alive and you'll always remain alive even after you die in the physical form here on earth. We must always be ready in and out of the season. And as I read, uh, I'm just kind of going back over some of the notes here. I always like reading some of the notes. I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to do this earlier. Let's read some of the notes here because I am curious here. Let's see, Psalm 51. So it says, let's see, Psalm 51. So a lament, the most famous of the seven penitential psalms. Praise for the removal of the personal and social disorders that sin has brought. The poem has two parts of approximately equal length. And a conclusion in Psalm 51, 21 through, or 20 through 21, see the two parts interlocked by repetition of blot out in the first verse of each section. Of wash away just after the first verse of each section. And just before the last verse of, uh, see, 51, 9 of the first section. And of heart, God in spirit. Now, the first part of Psalm 51, 3 through 10 asks deliverance from sin, not just a, a past act, but its emotional, physical, and social consequences. The second part seeks something more profound than wiping the slate clean. Nearness to God, living by the spirit of God, like the relationship or excuse me like the relation between god and people described in jeremiah 31 chapter 31 33 through 34 nearness to god brings joy and the authority to teach sinners such proclamation is better than offering sacrifices 
the last two verses express the hope that God's good will toward those who are cleansed and contrite will prompt him to look favorably on the acts of worship offered in the Jerusalem temple. Hmm. And it says, in my sin, my mother conceived me. Now iniquity, in iniquity was I conceived an instance of hyperbole. And at no time was the psalmist ever without sin. It says, I am mortally afflicted since youth, i.e. I have always been afflicted. The verse does not imply that the sexual act of conception is sinful. Now, in verses 51-9, where it talks about hyssop, that's a small bush whose many woody twigs make a natural sprinkler. Huh, did not know that. It was prescribed in the Mosaic law as an instrument for sprinkling sacrificial blood or lustral water for cleansing. I'll be completely honest with you guys, because I was reading something completely different in Jeremiah today. Um, In fact, I've been getting heavily reading. I've been reading really heavily in the Jeremiah. Um, I don't even have my truck Bible with me because I had a lot of stuff I highlighted. But as I read this this devotional, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. And I always do my best to do that. Okay, I'm going to be completely transparent. What I just read, I'm going to be flat out up front literally does not sink in at any place in my mind or in my heart. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I just read this for the first time now because like I said earlier today when I was reading my Bible, you know, and I should get it. I, I should just, and that was kind of poor show uh, prep on my behalf. Um, I should have stuck with actually reading because I, I read some really good stuff in Jeremiah today. Um, I wish I had my Bible with me. I mean, I, I don't even want to go back and try to look for it because I'll just waste time here. Um, But I did. I found some really good verses and chapters that just really resonated with me. Um, What I just read right now, I'm going to be completely straight with you. I just, you know, none of that makes sense to me. I mean, a little bit does. I mean, a little bit does. But whatever i just read between the devotional and what i just read in the bible completely over my head so if it's over your head i apologize this is probably gonna be one of the most lamest one percent or less shows hey i didn't say all of them were gonna be good i I did not say all of them would be good i did not say all of them would be even very remotely interesting um but the whole purpose though i do not want to stray away from the reason why we do this though okay it's like my daughter, like I read my Bible every chance I get it, you know, I can't, I, I remember to her. Now she's only five, so she's not going to really comprehend everything for obvious reasons that I'm reading. Bible is very complex. As we all know, just what I just read is not really comprehending in my own mind. And maybe part of that's because I'm tired. But what my point is, is that for the simple fact that just even getting it read out loud, right? We're reading something, whether we get it or not, we're still reading something. We're internalizing the words of God into our soul. Whether if we understand it or not, whether if we comprehend them, whether if they really resonate with us or they mean nothing to us, the fact of the matter is, is that we heard those words, we spoke those words, we read those words out loud. 
it's a lot better to hear something like that, even if we don't understand it, than some like pervasive music, right? Or watch some nonsense on, say, Netflix. It's better to read and hear the words of God, even if they sound like they don't make sense. So I guess if the, there's a lesson in all of this is, you know, as you read your Bible, all right, because like I said, the whole purpose of 1% or less with him is to spend at least 15 minutes in reading the Bible and spending a little time in prayer with God. I mean, out of a 24-hour period, 15 minutes is not a whole lot to ask. And whether if you understand what you're reading or not, the bottom line is, is that you're actually making an effort to get to know God. If you think about it, there's conversations that we get into with other people that we may not really be uh, at a certain capacity or a certain level of understanding what they're talking about. Like, have you ever entered into a conversation and like the nature of the conversation was just way above your head, right? You're like way over my head. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Like, Sounds interesting, but I could tell that the level of this conversation is way beyond me. Like, have you ever dropped in a conversation like that? I have. And so sometimes that's like that with the Bible. Like, I'll read something. I'm like, okay, God, like, I'm going to be honest with you, Lord. <laughs> I don't know what I just read. I read a bunch of words. I know they must be good because they wouldn't be in this book. But I'm going to be honest with you. No idea what they mean. They did not move me in any way, shape, or form internally. All I know is that I read them and I spoke them out loud. That's all I know. That's it. Sometimes you're going to get like that. That's, that will happen. So I guess if there's anything to be taken away from tonight's show, as boring and as uneventful this show is, and I apologize, tomorrow's going to be way better. I promise. I promise tomorrow will be better, especially because tomorrow's Tuesday. That means we have a His Hardline discussion we're going to be doing. I'm really looking forward to that. And then on Thursday, I got another, uh, I got Donna Brandenburg that's coming back. She's the um, woman that's running for governor. She's the official candidate for governor for Michigan. Um, she was at this uh, event called, and I've never heard of this. I don't know what this is. This is completely something new. But she was at this event called Thread Fest. And if you follow the Truther movement and you follow Truther podcasters, right, or accounts, like there's people like Praying Medic and Brian Cates and In the Matrix and um, gosh, I can't even think. There's just, I guess, kind of a different topic for a different show because I want to keep this strictly about Christ. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to be having her on a show on Thursday. Apparently, she's got some information she's going to release. So there's that. But um, I will have a His Hardline discussion tomorrow and another 1% or less with him. Uh, Bible reading tomorrow. And I promise that one will be more interesting. Um, like I said, I, I'm going to actually bring down my trick Bible. Cause like I said, I have Bibles everywhere in the house. I got one in my room. I got one in the basement, actually a couple in the basement, a couple in my living room. I got my truck Bible. I got my new Testament one that's in my car. I mean, I must got like eight or nine Bibles just laying around, but, and I reference them. They're not just sitting there being coffee table, you know, decor. Like I actually reference them. I read them. Like I, read a little bit out of the Bible out of Matthew with my daughter earlier and a little bit out of Proverbs. And so I'll say, Hey, bring the family Bible over. And so she'll bring the white Bible over and we'll sit at the dinner table and we'll read a little bit. And then I say, okay, put it back, please. She'll put it back. You know, and I got my, my Bible. It's right here in my studio. That's the one that doesn't have my notes. My truck Bible is the one that's all scribbled and highlighted. Like that's my, I call it my coloring Bible. <laughs> so anyway, but anyway, um, 
we're at 16 minutes. Again, I do apologize that this show might be a little lackluster today. Um, I'm a little tired. Time did get away from me. I'm not going to lie. Time did get away from me this evening. I was just finishing. Uh, I was just finishing putting uh, like literally moving seven, eight yards worth of stone pea gravel to the backyard for my daughter's playset. And we had so much that it not only filled up the playset, but my wife was like, oh, great. We have enough. I can make a big circle so we can have a gas fire pit and buy like some Adirondack chairs. Right. So we can all hang out outside with a gas fire, not a real fire, but a gas fire. But we had so much stone that we could we, we lined our garden beds and we lined and surrounded our shed with this pea gravel. I mean, we had so much. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, I think they gave us way more than they said they would. I mean, it was so much. It took three days to move. Three days. I tell you, I should have rented a bobcat. I really should have. I should have rented like a little backhoe bobcat, a little shovel bucket machine. It would have made life so much easier. But eh, you know what? It's done. It is done. So let's say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. My apologies for not really grasping what I just read in your Bible. Um, maybe I'm tired. I don't know. But whatever the case may be, I'm just we're here. We are always going to make an effort to dig into your word and to get to do our best to have an intimate relationship with you, Christ, because, you know, that's all we want. That's all we seek. And of course, our only job here is to occupy the land and expand the kingdom. That's exactly what we intend to do. Some days are worse than others. Today seems to be one of those days. Let tomorrow be better. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is all I have for you today. And I hope you all have a wonderful evening and we'll see you tomorrow. Say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to One Percent or Less with Him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.